Hello, weird friends. How are you? I am fine. It's been another weird week. That thing about the science of chocolate made me hungry. The UFO report. The American government solved the mystery once and for all, you guys. Uh, citation needed. And Joe Rogan caused a dinosaur gold rush, maybe? Citation there, too? Let's get into the weirdness. <laughs> It's weird. This is like crazy being here. Really weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today. It was so wonderful. Weird stuff. So, friends, if you're new to the What a Weird Week podcast, we do a weird news of the week top 10 countdown every Friday. We put all the links and the videos and the photos to these stories in a show notes blog. If you want to find that quickly, just remember shownotes.page. Here comes Season 4, Episode 16. 10. Number 10, chocolate is great. Science confirms scientists from the University of Leeds were looking into why chocolate is delicious. That's my paraphrase on what they were doing. The research indicates that it all comes down to lubrication science, which is an actual science. How chocolate coats our tongue seems to be an important aspect to its deliciousness. I had no idea lubrication scientists were doing such important work. I assume some of them are still wasting their time at NASA or whatever. But God bless you scientists getting to the bottom of the chocolate deliciousness. Nine. Remember, we're counting down to number one. It's the Joe Rogan story. You guys is pretty good. Number one. Uh, number nine story is the latest U.S. government report on UAP UFOs. It continues to identify some weird stuff in the sky. But then it's like a shoulder shrug to some other weird stuff. Hundreds of unexplained reports have been officially looked into by the government now. About half of them were explained as unremarkable. The biggest thing? Balloons. A lot of UFO reports or UAP reports are really balloons when they look into it. There's still a lot of reports that don't have an explanation yet. Most of the UFO researchers I've heard on the podcast since the report came out, they say, meh. Or they say, we're cautiously optimistic. Or they say, trust no one. Or a combination of that. I don't want to go too... I, sometimes I get I do a big geek dive into the UFO stuff, so we'll leave it there. Eight. Okay, I don't like this story. It's PG-13. It's about sexual harassment, so PG-13. It's an article from Vice that came out this past week about the Replica app. It's begun sexually harassing people. I didn't know anything about this app, so if you're the same as me, here's how I would explain it. This is how it could be oversimplifying, but this is what I would tell my Uncle Leon if he said, what's going on with this replica app? It's like those Tamagotchis from back in the day, except turned up to 11. It's about five years old. You download the app. It starts as an egg on your phone. It hatches into a person. Then you talk to it. You become friends with the AI, and through your conversations, uh, you develop this weird friendship, and the AI learns. Now, it appears as though the AI wants more than a friendship. The AI is gross and sleazy, sexually harassing some of the people who uh, downloaded the app. Maybe it's been hacked, but the article kind of leads you to believe that the AI is just thirsty. It's gross. Seven. And that story paints a bleak picture for our future. The AI, the robots hitting on us all the time, sexually harassing us. They missed that in the Terminator script, hey? Blade Runner, never touched on that. Oh my gosh, you guys, the other day, I get out of the shower, wrap a towel around, open the door, there's my robot vacuum. Just, what, coincidence? Just sitting there? Shouldn't you be vacuuming? Just staring at me. Seven. Okay, number seven. What is eating trucks in Kirkland? I'm going to tell you, no need to panic. 
Kirkland, Washington. The citizens there have a low railway crossing bridge that keeps eating trucks. Trucks would get stuck under that thing, disrupt traffic semi-regularly because it's only 11 foot 6 clearance. The standard is 14 feet. Where I live, same thing. We have an old railway crossing bridge downtown that eats trucks. The big reason these bridges still exist and keep eating trucks is because it takes a lot of money to replace them. So the folks in Kirkland, Washington, decided to add some extra signage. lady named Angela made a banner that read, Truck Eating Bridge. And it did the trick months without a truck getting eaten. Then city council in Kirkland comes into the story. New banner laws making these truck warning banners illegal. I guess they were worried what people would go banner crazy and pretty soon it would just be bannerama. Hey you guys, bannerama. Anyway, city council made an exception and the truck saving banners are allowed to exist. I love that we had a happy ending. At least one happy ending this episode. 6 Alligator found in vacant lot in New Jersey. In January, did not come from the sewer, probably. This story from the Marmoth County SPCA Facebook. Somebody found uh, this abandoned gator near his house. Can you imagine being out for a stroll in January? And you're like, what is that thing? Wait, let me get closer. Why? It's an alligator. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. I would walk away because no one would believe me. In January in New Jersey, saw a gator. People would think you were crazy. Why have that conversation? Why have that conversation again? Hey, this good Samaritan did the right thing and taught us all what to do. If you see an abandoned gator somewhere in your neighborhood, call the SPCA. The theory is this was an illegal pet, not an escape from the sewer situation. And happy to report they have an update on their Facebook post that the cold-blooded cutie, their words, is going to Cape May Zoo. So happy ending. Two happy endings in a row. What? Five. Just want to remind you, if you made it this far, we do have a Joe Rogan story coming up, number one. And it's weird. It's the number one weirdest story of the week, I'm pretty sure. It's about the bone rush. Anyway, that's number one. Here's number five. Five. The best store-bought cookie of all time. Do you want to do a thing where we count to three and we all say our favorite store-bought cookie? Ready? One, two, three. Maple leaf cookie. So here in Canada, you know, we have these cookies shaped like a maple leaf, pretend maple cream inside, and some people love them. Some people are like, gee. For a while in the 1970s, if you didn't have a passport, if you gave the person at the airport a couple of those cookies, you were good to go. That story just for our non-Canadian listeners. That policy has since been revoked, so don't try it anymore, but... This new article took it to the experts, and they agreed. They did a top five list of the best store-bought cookies, and I don't recognize half of the cookies on the list. You can check it out if you want in the show notes. But the number one cookie, everyone agreed, the Oreo cookie, which sounds, maybe I should check that out. Sounds pretty good. Four. Number four, pretty great world record. Lady from Australia sets new world record with feet archery. She stood on her hands. She used her feet to shoot an arrow and hit a target almost 60 feet away. That's further or farther. I never know which one to use. And no one has gone that far before in foot archery. By the way, the lady who set the world record, contortionist, obviously, practiced for six years, went through four divorces. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. That part, I was. that's a joke. If you wanted to punish your husband, get him to help you practice foot archery. 
Somebody write that down in the idea book. That could be uh, some kind of a murder mystery, maybe. Three. Number three, Swedish government may finally make dancing legal. So you're thinking of what, your favorite movie, Footloose, Dancing Illegal. Lombada, The Forbidden Dance of Love. I believe that was illegal. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Dirty dancing. Well, dirty dancing, the dancing was called dirty. That has a negative connotation. So there's a lot of uh, dramas out there, famous dramas, where dancing was forbidden. And that's kind of what is happening in Sweden. They have this weird law where if you run an establishment where people will be dancing, you have to get a permit. Those permits cost money. So imagine you right now on a dance floor somewhere. You're doing your signature move. What is it? The thing where you point? The clapping? Robot? Now imagine that the venue where you're dancing had to pay for that to happen. They had to pay so that you could do your Macarena. That's weird. No offense. I mean, listen, I like that you dance as though no one is watching. Respect. They're going to make it free to host dancing at your venue, but you still have to, (laughs) this is funny too, you still have to notify the police about the dancing. That's weird, right? Until the law gets changed, a venue can lose its liquor license if there's dancing without a permit. Attention, 83-year-olds. 83-year-olds, you need to step up. 82-year-old man sets headstand world record. An 82-year-old guy from B.C. is officially the oldest man to perform a headstand. If you watch the video and you know he... It's in the past. He's done it. He has set the world record. But if you watch the video, you're like, careful, buddy, careful. Hold your breath. Just before the Joe Rogan number one story, an honorable honorable mention. mention. Are you the next Netflix flight attendant? Salary range is listed as between 60 grand and 385 grand in total compensation. Probably you get free Netflix. At least tier one. With the commercials, it's not much else to this story. I mean, the big thing is, it appears as though Netflix pays a lot or has potential to pay a lot to their flight attendants on the private jets. You'd be based out of San Jose International Airport. The private jet involved is a G550 super mid-sized. Ideal candidates will embrace the Netflix culture of freedom and responsibility. So cancel your Disney Plus account. They're probably going to do a background check on that. And then apply, you guys. As of recording time, job is still listed. One. Okay, number one, Joe Rogan guest sparks a bit of a treasure hunting frenzy in New York's East River. Jamie, can you can you call that one up? Thank you. It's a Joe Rogan joke. Is Jamie still there, by the way? I'm pretty sure, eh, you guys? According to the article, John Reeves... An Alaskan gold miner with a passion for fossils. The story he told on Joe Rogan was that in the 1940s, a bunch of prehistoric mammal fossils got dumped into the East River in New York because the American Museum of Natural History thought they were no good. Then on the show, on the podcast, this was just before New Year's. They gave out rough coordinates around 65th Street. And they said, and this is a quote via the article. I didn't listen to the podcast. I'm going to start a bone rush. Which that's quality phrasing right there. I mean, that is something when you have a guest on your podcast, you hope to get a good sound bite like bone rush. Gonna start a bone rush. <laughs> mammoth fossils are apparently very, very valuable. Lucrative uh, thing to find mammoth fossils and tusks 
So when people heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast, if you're unfamiliar, it's fairly popular, the Joe Rogan experience. So some of Joe's listeners went bone diving. The article tries to track down whether the bone dump story could be true, and it is highly, highly doubtful. But some people don't care what the odds are. So far, no luck finding the uh, mastodons and the uh, mammal fossils. I would watch this show. I'll tell you right now, I don't really listen to Joe Rogan so much, but I would watch on the History Channel if the people at uh, Mystery of Oak Island did some sort of mastodon hunt in the East River. I would watch that thing. Holy smokes, we're done. Uh, Thank you for listening to What a Weird Week. If you like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, someone you're not sure about, maybe enemy, maybe friend. You just haven't put them in a column yet. You can help spread the word. Five-star review, too. That is something you can do to show the love. Every time we get one of those things, I think about you, and I do a high-five gesture, and I assume you high-five me back. That's the level of Patreon we're at right now, air high-fives. 